When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celebrating at Il Parada in San Francisco. I'm Schmitty and this is Talkin' Schmidt. We're headed to Super Bowl 54. <laughs> but first, it's episode 56 with Skate Rock survivor Tony Trujillo. Tony is a NorCal all-terrain ripper and was a no-brainer as an addition to the anti-hero team. He instantly became one of the elites, turning pro at 16. Winning the annual Marseille Bull Riders Contest in 2002, and later that same year, becoming Thrasher Magazine's Skater of the Year. He was part of the deluxe team that won the first ever Thrasher King of the Road, and was on the cover of that corresponding magazine. In fact, Tony's been on the cover of Thrasher three times. He also started the band Bad Shit with his now wife Ashley James and the late Jake Phelps. Rest in peace. After Jake passed, some questioned if the band would continue or not. There's some people that don't believe the band exists anymore. It's not the same without the old man. Well, yeah, no shit. It's not going to stop us. He wouldn't want us to stop. Before we get to the interview, I want to give a huge shout out to comedy, humor, and things and people that can still make me laugh in 2020. In the last couple weeks, I've seen Chappelle at the Chapel. Amazing. Maria Bamford kicked off the SF Sketchfest at the Castro. Laugh out loud insanity. And then I ran into John Waters at my favorite restaurant. You know, the one with dollar olies and smiles on their faces. That's right, Blue Plate. And they now have coconut cream pie back on the menu. Shout out, Corey. Shout out. So that's been real cool. I also want to give a warm welcome to two new bros we hired at the MAG. Dane and Ted, welcome aboard, boys. Also, big props and a proud shout out to my fiance, who has been in Ethiopia killing it on many levels all month. Get back home safe, sweets. B and I miss ya. Well, 
sometimes these things write themselves. And as it turns out, this happens to be episode 56. So we're going to dedicate it to the old man who checked out at 56 and is forever in our thoughts. Really stoked that Tony came down from Santa Rosa and did this one with me. Hope you guys all enjoy it. And without further ado... Hello out there in Radio Land. This is Tony Trujillo. Let's talk some shit on Talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cars try, right now. Our big dog's in. Schmitty! 96 times Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. John, Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. He shit my pants, man. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. I don't give a fuck about your fucking multi-million dollar numbers. Who is this guy? Thinks he's tough shit. What's up? Well, everybody, we are back, and I got a fucking doozy for you today. I'm going to be all over the place because I got a lot to cover. I have the one and only 2002 Skater of the Year, my bro, as Jake would say, Tony Trejillo. Hello. Hey, good to have you. It's good to be here. Yeah. How's it going? It's going good. The basics are you were born in up north, right? Santa Rosa? Yeah, I was born in Santa Rosa proper, Santa Rosa Memorial. And then uh, what age did you get into skating? I got into skating at about six, six years old. So that was 88, Spitfire birth year. Yeah, it was uh, my neighbor that got me into it. He was the same age as my sister, you know, five years older than me. So I looked up to him. His name was Pat Howell. He lives in Utah now, still skates, kids skate. Yeah, it, it, it was weird. You know, to get into skateboarding out where we lived, because we lived on 10 acres of open farmland. Oh, you did? You have animals? Yeah, we had cows and goats and chickens and horses and all that on our 10-acre lot. And of all things, skateboarding came into my life, like out in the middle of nowhere. Whoa, I didn't know that. Were were you milking cows? No, I was... Eggs? Yeah, um, eggs and stuff, but... By the time I was old enough to do any of that stuff, my parents got rid of most of like the livestock, and uh, it was expensive to run your own kind of farm, okay. you know. And it just became too much because they had to commute into Marin every day um, at like five a.m. Uh, to work at Fireman's Fund. It was like an insurance company. They were programmers. Left at five and. They get back just as late, you know, and mm-hmm. taking care of animals and everything at the end of a day like that just got to be too hard, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Fuck. That's crazy. So what was the first board, like a plastic one? Uh, I think my first board was a Nash board. Oh. It was black and neon green, and it was like picture from something in like a like a pyramid or something. It had like a fist coming through the wall and like booby traps and stuff. But yeah, and it had yellow wheels and it was just ghetto, but okay. it worked for the time, you know. Sick. Uh, was the park op- built yet? N- Santa Rosa? Yeah. No, that was 94. 94. And you, this was what, late 80s? Yeah, 80s. Oh. 88. 88. And on. Okay. What was, like, the key, like, do you think back then that you kind of, like, saw somebody else doing something or saw a magazine or something or 
just felt the vibe? Like, how did you, like, take it up a notch? It was just exciting to see my neighbor, like, building ramps. Oh, he was the spark. And using his hands, you know, and, like, using saws, like, and hammering nails. So many times I seen him, like, uh, smash his finger and just chuck the hammer as far, you know. It just brought, like, all this energy and, like, you can actually do something with your hands and at the end of the day you get to go and hurt yourself on it i don't know it was uh-huh. just something that like it was like a ladder you know you start here you take a few steps up 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 and then you end up with this this thing that you get to just enjoy all the time right do you remember like who some of the early influences or like dudes that you would see stoke you or your first pro you saw in person or any of that stuff well you know, the Powell videos were pretty big back then. Santa Cruz ones, too. And, yeah, my neighbor Pat had all of those videos. So I'd go over and watch those. Um, Tommy Guerrero. Tommy G. All the, like, San Francisco, you know. That was big for us. Yeah. But, no, just like I said, like, back then it was all, like, the wooden ramps and stuff. And that's, like, what my neighbor was building. Right. So it was, like... You go and watch the video, damn, that's a six spine ramp, and then you can go outside and, like, skate it. Right. But, yeah, all the, like, PAL videos, Santa Cruz videos, at that time I wasn't really focused on, like, who I was impressed with or, like, to watch. I just liked to watch it all Uh at that time. And then as you got better, did you start, like, accumulating footage, putting together, like, a sponsor me tape type of thing, or...? Uh, yeah, I don't know when that started, Nine, probably just after, like, Santa Rosa was built, so 94, 5, 6, those, like, three years were probably when I started, my buddy Jesse Palmer would come and come out with me, we'd skate all over the place to film each other and dork around, and then I started noticing who I like to watch skate, it was like, you know, Chris Sen. Right. Uh, basically, like, then the whole Think Team, like Phil Shaw and uh, Wade Spire, Dandra Hobel. That's fucking cancer. Fucking damn. The all-terrain vehicles. Yeah, the, like, right. classic all-terrain machines. Did the park opening kind of have a gateway for you to some of these people visiting your town and stuff, or not so much early on, or... Uh, like, did you see the first pro in person at that park, or did you see him at a no, demo? No, the or? first pro I saw was Christian Hisoy at the San Jose warehouse. Oh. Like, way back in the day. No way. I, I have family in San Jose, and so we would visit them. And I don't know how I found out about the San Jose warehouse. I think it was on, like, skate TV or something. And then I was like, don't we know people that live in San Jose? And, and my dad researched it and found out where it was. And uh, they had this six spine ramp. And that's where I saw my first pro skater. That was the one with the uh, spine and the vert ramp next yeah, to each other? Yeah. Just the the first one, not the one that was like the elaborate street course everything. No, the first one. Yeah, we skated there a couple of times. I don't know how we got in there too. I think that one was more private. Yeah, but um, my aunt... Karen, or my cousin Karen, somebody, somebody knew Solomon Aga. Oh. <laughs> and like they, they had him autograph uh, his Skater of the Year mag for me. 
and because uh, he was in San Jose at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think those connections kind of brought everything together. And then what was the first sponsor that you got? It was all deluxe. Right out of the gate. All deluxe, sp- Spitfire, Antihero. Did it happen all at once, all those brands at once? Or was it like, okay, we'll give you some trucks, we'll give you some wheels? or? Uh, I mean, you know, I think at the time, most, I think everyone at Antihero was on Indie too so that was the only separate you know nhs uh-huh. company but other than that it was yeah uh anti-hero spitfire and and indie because deluxe was distributing indie at that time right and then and then through that vans yeah because everyone julian cardiel everyone was vans right. oriented yeah did Mickey? How how did that happen? How did who who called you or who saw you or? Uh, sponsor me tape era. Send it to Deluxe. I sent them a few different tapes. I'd seen Mickey at Santa Rosa Skate Park one time too. Not only did I send in like sponsor me tapes, but I saw Bob Burnquist at the Grind Skate Park in Sacramento. Sac, yeah. And I gave him a tape, and then he brought it to Deluxe, and then I got a phone call. Do you remember from who? I think it was Mickey. Sick. He's like, hey, like what you're doing? W- yeah, what's your address? We want to send you some shit. So, uh-huh. Uh, I remember that first box came. It was fucking unreal, dude. It was just, it was like two, three boards <clears throat> and grip and wheels and stickers and shirts and it was all brand new fucking. And you're like, what, 13, 14? It was you're- 13. 13? Yeah. Yeah, so still in Grant, like, yeah, I don't know what grade. Yeah, I was in, like, my second, eighth grade. <laughs> I failed eighth grade. But, wow. uh, yeah. Um, and then not long after that, when I was 14, then I got invited on a deluxe trip with, like, a mix of deluxe riders to Canada. So that was your first trip? Yeah. With, like, real dudes and... Uh, Thunder and Spitfire and yeah, it was like Chris Pastris, Quim Cardona, Andy Roy, uh, Ethan Fowler. Oh, stereo. Danny too. Gonzalez, huh. Mickey. Was, was that intimidating for you? I was so excited, dude. Yeah, I was fucking like, I was, <laughs> I was at my house. Like, well, first it was like my mom had to talk with mickey on the phone i don't know how he swindled her into letting me go as a 14 year old kid <clears throat> across borders with in a van with like all these adults right but mickey sweet talked my mom into letting me go and uh she basically just dropped me off at clown alley in the city and mickey picked me up and then we were on the road from there Wow. That's sick. Was Julian and Cardiel there or no? Not on that one, no. No. Do you remember getting to meet those guys in the beginning? I remember the first time I met uh, Cardiel. It was that that trip. And Mickey, we had to drive through Sacramento on our way out. So Mickey stopped at John's house. He's trying to get John to go on the trip. Like last second, like, here's the whole crew. We're out of here. You, You in, you in, you in. And he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, cool though. Thanks, for, thanks for stopping by. Whatever. It was, it was cool. Um, probably a year or two after that, you went on a cross country trip with Mickey. Yeah, the Narcotica tour. Yeah, we'll talk about that one a little. 
Oh, man. Dustin, Dolan, Keegan Souter, me. Who else? I fucking forget. Uh, Cardiel was on that one. He was. Yeah. Mickey, Gabe. But that one was intense. I already done some road time. I was more familiar with, you know, how things work on the road. Uh-huh. Was there any good Mickey Reyes demos or anything? <laughs> like, did people get fucking ballistic? Any hijinks? No. I remember uh, Gabe Morford, he made a dry ice bomb. That was my favorite. Uh, he like, put some dry ice in a plastic bottle and then f- put some water in it, cap it toss it yeah and it's super dangerous and it, it, it wasn't exploding so we ended up having to throw like pebbles at it and shit and <sighs> it was behind some like department store somebody nailed it with the rock and it exploded and we weren't expecting that big explosion we fucking all got in the car and like split before the cops were called because it was mm-hmm. fucking like an insane explosion these days you'd get fucking arrested for that kind of shit but yeah then like just good fireworks stops and just one of Keegan's quotes is like, There's, we're spending all this money on fireworks. And he's like, this is way better than eating. <laughs> it's like we're spending all our fucking money on just blowing shit up. Oh, wow. Were you at that contest in um, Santa Rosa where Phil backs I-180, the, the fun box? Yeah. That was like a huge deal at the time. Like nobody, I think people didn't really yeah, think He that. cleared it by so fucking much too. He like landed on flat almost. And just it, getting the speed to hit it too, like pumping through and stuff. Like there yeah. weren't a lot of dudes that even could do that. No, he fucking. I still like I could get as much speed as I want, and like I can just clear it. But he fucking back then he fucking cleared the tranny almost too. If you right. look at that footage, uh huh. So proper and slow mo looks so good. I know it is intense. Yeah. Uh, he was so fun to watch. Um, was that around the same time you met Felper? I don't remember exactly the first time I met Jake. I, he would tell you one story and then, he, you know, he always say, you have an answer for everything. Yeah. Even if it's not true. <laughs> just always have an answer. Yeah. So. I 94 mean, it, with Mickey. Yeah, his story could vary and differ from the last time. So I remember skating. The what's the pool that was over here? Oh yeah, in Petrero, the uh, indoor one. Yeah, the indoor Olympic. had the corner area. Yeah, yeah. Bonds. I skated there with Jake and Phil. Oh. Uh, one time. Okay. And th- I think that's that might have been the last time I skated with Phil. I remember you weren't that old when we picked you up. Me and Luke went up and picked you up, maybe with the butcher or somebody, and went street skating in your town. We went to that hallway that there's the flat bar out of. I think Diego Flump front blunted it. Yeah. Like Mike Carroll had an ad on it. Maybe. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I might have had a, uh, an ad front board big spin out on it maybe. Okay. Or I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There's hella spots up there. But like Miner, Joel Price, all those dudes, are they older than you? Yeah. Okay. So like, were you looking up to them or like those that's a different scene or? We kind of merged at one point, but for a while, you know, I was just a fucking snot-nosed little fucking skate park punk, uh-huh. you know. And we we're always talking shit and fucking, you know, giving them all sass. And but you know, after time went on, then you know, then we became more friends and hanging out and skating together. Mm. 
Brian Gaberman, Charlie Watts, oh, yeah. uh, Mike Manzuri. Nanda? Nanda there? Zip. Yep. There's a lot of dudes from up there. No, all all good dudes. All all did good by skating, so. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then 16 years old, you turned pro? Yeah. And it's on your birthday? Was it? I don't know. I like, think so. It, it had to have been. Yeah. Do you remember, like, how it all went down? I just remember seeing that board graphic for the first time, like, I think it's Santa Rosa Park or something. The eagle with the six packs, whatever. Uh huh. That was like that my, was your first graphic. Was, that was my design. Like, eagle just holding six packs. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> did you guys talk about it, or did they surprise you? I think we talked about it. God, that was so fucking long ago. Like, what? how many videos had you done before that? You did the one with the Fang song. Was that the first one? the yellow cow video yeah the yellow cow yeah. you weren't pro then right or were you well i want to say at one point i was no i remember that i had a lot of footage from that narcotica trip too i don't, I don't know hmm okay but it wasn't like hey tony like everyone showing up a, like a big surprise it, yeah it wasn't a big party uh like it is these days uh-huh. you know with social media and the internet is more just for like us you know okay well i talked to sieber he told me 18 years ago you guys went on the greyhound trip yeah dude those are the best fucking we, trips we gotta talk about this trip yeah because people i don't think know about how insane this was no and that i you know i still take the the bus and public transit and the getaway of travel you know it, it's fun you meet people you you get more experience that rather than just putting your fucking headphones on, getting in your first class seat and fucking going somewhere. Uh-huh. You you meet people. Like today, we took the the train and then the ferry into San Francisco, and you know we didn't have any cash. Ashley really wanted like a hot coffee on the ferry, and the guy behind us was like, "Oh, here, I got your coffee for you. Like here, here's twenty bucks. Just bring me the change." And, you know, you just meet people, like, when you travel, yeah. you know, more publicly than just with your phone in your face and your headphones on. Gadgets. Yeah. So the Greyhound tour was awesome. That was I'll always just cherish those. Was that you, Upson, and Sieber? Yeah, me, Timmy Ups, and Sieber. Julian bought us the Ameripass. Oh. So I think it was 400 bucks a piece or was that was it Maripass Greyhound or I think it was Greyhound or it was the Amtrak I forget but Amtrak no, had the same kind of we did an Amtrak tour too oh. but the Greyhound one was uh I think we flew out to Pennsylvania no god Sieber's gonna have to give me some fucking <laughs> brain remembering because <laughs> uh, we were in Maine at one point uh-huh. He mentioned some dude named Wendell or Wendell or Wendell. W- w- Wendell. Yeah, that was in Silverthorne, Colorado. Uh, we stayed at a hostel by the skate park, and he was just some transient dude, like, pointing us the way to the hostel. Uh-huh. He was telling us about his BUIs, biking under the influence, <laughs> tickets and shit. Who's the dude in um, in Maine? Sid. 
Oh, yeah, Sita Bruzy? Yeah. The package. Yeah, the package. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent some time with him at his mom's house. He's, he's in his and mom's he's got the basement. Dungeon. Yeah. He does the surf report, right? I don't but, know. Yeah, he... Okay. So. But uh, that was classic times, man. Like, I think the cops showed up to his house, and they just know him, like, by name. And they're just <laughs> like, okay, we'll just... You know the drill. Uh-huh. Tone it down, whatever. We got we got the pass for Greyhound, and you just you can get on and off any Greyhound bus in America for thirty days. So we just started flying around. And did you guys have a photographer? No, because there was photos, right? Uh, we stopped in Columbus, Ohio, and visited with Donnie Humes. Oh, we uh, Smelly Curb Zine, and we spent some time with him, <clears throat> and he shot a bunch of photos. Was there a small article on Slap or Thrasher or something, or was it just an anti-hero ad? I know i seen... Remember. It was probably just an anti-hero collage ad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it was uh, it was good times, man. You can do anything. Like, you just show up at the bus station, and you know you see a skater, and you're just like, where's the park? And they're like, that way. Like, <laughs> okay, where's the skate shop? Over there. Will they let us stay at their house? Sure. Like, it just, it's that easy. And that would dictate your trip, like... We don't got a place to stay. Move to the next. And, or you don't have a destination. It's like, yeah. you know anything good around here? Like, where can we take the bus to next? And they're like, okay, over there. Like, you want to go to that, that skate park and check it out? Whatever. Was that, had you been to Europe yet? Mm, I think the first time I went to Europe was in either 99 or 2000. It was uh, an England, UK trip. Rad. And what That's, year did you do Marseille? Uh, 2001 or two. It was the year you won Sodi that you won Marseille? I think so. Yeah, and that was 2002 Skater of the Year, so it was probably 2001. Or, and what was that like? That was the one where you painted your face and everything, right? No, that was in 2005. Oh, that was later. So that was on uh, the I Want to Go to the Blue Thing tour. Uh, okay. That's when I did the face paint, and the park was all red and white. Uh-huh. Jake, I want to go to the blue thing. Just the whole trip. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? What blue thing? The blue thing. Ah! <laughs> what was it? I don't know. No Still, one found I, out? I don't know. Frank knows, I think. I want to go to the blue thing. Yeah. The early 2000s, uh, the Marseille win. That was the first time I went to Marseille. Did they do it? Like um, when Wade won, I know they just gave him cash. Oh, yeah. And he put it in a pillowcase and got on the... Yeah, I heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. Did they give you cash or was it a check? It was a big fake check, and but with cash. Oh, man. Yeah. Damn. That felt good. That's uh, what? How much was that? Ten? Was that a lot, right? Oh, God. I have to look at the check. I meant to do some homework this morning, but I had to get the kids <laughs> to school and shit. I meant uh, to look at... Because I have a, a hat... That Gutierrez actually fucking ended up with somehow it's the first place fucking mesh hat for Marseille as the fucking first place on it and the date and everything. I meant to look at it this morning. Sean ended up with it somehow and then he returned it like fucking champion. No way. Stoked, yeah. Well, you got to remember Skater of the Year. Yeah, well, I don't have to because it was, it was my night and it was my night to get hammered. So, <laughs> so you don't really remember? No, I remember. How did that all go down? Did Jake give you a call or like, because back then they didn't do the big, uh, like now they'll go down to Leo's and surprise them or something. I don't think they did that back no, then. No, it wasn't as extravagant 
uh, back then, even though, you know, they made it really special and shit. You know, it was really fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, I just remember being in the office upstairs here and fucking Luke was sitting across from Jake at that time, you know. Luke was still working for the mag and, mm-hmm. and fucking Luke leaked the info. He's all... <laughs> So, you stoked to meet Nikki Six? And Jake's like, what the fuck? Because they had Nikki Six, like, come present the trophy or whatever. Yeah. At um, Great American Music Hall. Wow. Luke, Luke leaked it. Damn, usually Jake's the leaker, too. Yeah, but fucking Jake was so bent. He's just like, fuck. Talk about that. What What all happened? He came to give you the award. There was a photo of him giving you the award. They put it in the mag, and then he said that... That was without his consent, so he sued the man. No, apparently. Uh, or no, it was a Vans ad. Yeah, because I was. It was Vans was involved at some capacity with sponsoring the event or whatever with Thrasher. So, I guess it was Thrasher like got Nikki Six to come present the award, and then there was a photo of the award being presented. Vans put it fucking right dead center in their fucking van store, like, window. Uh Uh-huh. And then, I guess... It got back to him. Well, it got back to his management agency or whatever, you know, and they're like, we need to be paid for this. You know, like, it's out of their control. Once you hire a management agency, then they're going to go after any kind of fucking dough that they can if your likeness is being used or whatever. They end up suing Vans. And the mag. And the, one of the greatest stories is Jake saw him walking down the street years later, like in Hollywood. And he goes, Jake was in the car and he yelled out the window, you sued the fucking mag. <laughs> Fuck you. And Nikki Six like waves at him like he thought it was a fan, like saying, hey, Nikki Six, whatever. Yeah. I hate Molly Crew. Big time. Big fucking time. I hate them. They sued the mag and they fucking won. Nikki Six can fucking blow me. I wasn't like you know directly involved with whatever the hell happened lawsuit wise so right i don't really know did you guys go out to dinner that night yeah with uh and he brought the girl right uh from baywatch yeah what's her name uh demarco or something no uh, i forget yeah what's her face anyway but you guys all went to dinner and kicked it the house of prime rib yeah oh sick super sick was jake with you yeah, Jake was there, uh, and that was just down the street from the party. So yeah, was it Great Am- Great American Music American, Hall? Yep. I think w- that might have been the last one. That, no, no, they no. Didn't. We got we uh, bad shit got banned <laughs> from there forever, though. <laughs> from the fake Coke. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that? A skate of the year party? Yeah. So we played the skate of the year party, and uh, we were living with Julian at that time. And I was like, all right, when we play Mission Street Coke, dude, fucking jump up on stage and toss this flower everywhere. So fucking Mission Street Coke comes on. Julian dumps out his backpack full of fucking flour and starts shoveling it (laughs) into the fucking crowd. And the security guard tries to grab him. He fucking cat-like reflexed and jumped over the fucking barricade into the pit, and he was gone. (sighs) And it left such a fucking mess that they banned us for life. Fuck, yeah. I think that was the last time we 
connected. That was that same night. Somebody pulled the uh, sink off the women's bathroom, <laughs> right. like the entire fucking unit. Yeah, it was like we had this laundry. I think Lindsay was still working here. We had this laundry. She's like, this, 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 this. <laughs> like, yeah, just keep rattling it off. <laughs> no, uh, the parties used to be super fucking epic, man. Yeah, they were fucking rad. Um. The two short one was really cool. Who played it? Yours? Uh, ACDC. Oh, that's right. And Bottom. Fuck, dude. Those always have had the craziest. The one where Jeff and Jake almost fought each other. Oh, that was the one at the fucking... At the uh, mini ramp? At the piers or wherever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Jake fucking drove us there that night. He almost got in a car accident, so he was turning left. (laughs) He he was going down... He's going... uh, North on Van Ness, just past Lombard, and then he was taking like the next left, and there was a bus coming the opposite way, and Jake tried to beat it when it turned green. He fucking gunned it in front of the bus, turning left. He was turning left, and then there was fucking people crossing the street, like a family was crossing the street, and he fucking gunned it, turned left, just got missed the bus. The bus had to slam on the brakes because I go, Jake, Jake, Jake! He almost hit the pedestrians in the fucking crosswalk. <laughs> and then he fucking yells at me. Do I ever fucking do that shit to me again? <laughs> yeah. The whole rest of the night, he was so fucking pissed at me that I was like, Jake, 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 Jake. <sighs> you were about to fucking hit because it, it was dark outside. And he like, he's fucking just. Oh, oh no, my was, God. He was so pissed at me the rest of that night. The night before that is my favorite um line that p stone has ever filmed and i need the footage i i don't i ha- i filmed it i filmed preston filming you on the mini ramp and he's just running behind you the whole time i need i can't find that footage i need it so bad damn it dude. it was the best fucking line like, he's just running around like ah. dude uh was it online at one point maybe i feel like i've seen it yeah we did but, it but because we did a hype sody party video and i think we used that for like there's gonna be a ramp yeah and then um that was chris cole's second sody and tony hawk was there everybody was there so jake like lined up like let's get all the yeah. sodies one photo yeah that's and then where jeff, jeff threw a drink at jake's face yep. <laughs> Yep, classic. <laughs> fatty puking all over the corner. I remember I had a photo of Fatty just like... It was ah. hard to keep track of what the hell was going on because that place was so big. It was huge. And, you know, if you're on the other side of the ramp, you can't see what's going on the other side. And that only happened that one year, huh? Yeah, at the Fort Mason. At yeah. The, I mean, that was like... Because we had the Converse video premiere, I think, and they had extra budget for like, let's blow this fucker out. And yeah. everybody can go. It's free. Anybody can go. And think they were like we don't really want to do that again <laughs> nope well the great american days it was first hour free open bar oh shit and that's right that's when everybody just like hey there was fights yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh the fillmore that's the one where i got arrested oh right <laughs> for spitting on the fucking security was that the one where Lindsay has the photo of you cuffed or yeah. that was it uh, well, more, I, no 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 that's another that's- time i almost got arrested the one at the Fillmore, the securities were be just being dicks, and I ended up spitting on them, and they fucking duct taped my face shut and then waited for the cops Excellent. to come in and get me. And they handcuffed me and took me outside. I was wearing the red leather vest and the Budweiser shirt. Right. And I spent the night in jail. And then the other one. 850? 
No, there was a smaller precinct over in that area, hmm. like off of uh, uh, Geary or something. Okay, but the other one was Slims. Slims. When you and Ashley were fucking. Oh yeah, on. we were. Uh, it's our <laughs> tradition. We wear our leather jackets to skate of the year party, and then we mosh dance roll around and spilt beer and just whatever and the guy thought i was attacking her and so they picked us both up <laughs> dragged us outside and then he laid me out on the fucking sidewalk he fractured my eye socket right and then the fucking cops i turned around the cops were trying to grab me and i just fucking bolted down the street and i hid under a car and then i went to the hospital the guy punched you in the nose my eye socket in the eye he fractured my my socket they, they gave me an x-ray and there was a fracture all the way down and then uh mickey did some investigating he says and uh <laughs> that guy got fired the next day oh okay so i couldn't sue him or something but right yeah did you ever get kicked off a plane yeah with mickey we got arrested what was, it? What was that about? <laughs> look at this God, it's all resting stories. Uh, <laughs> we were in Chicago coming back from something. It was just me and Mickey. And I had a whole row to myself. And fucking fat boy Mickey comes and sits right next to me. And I'm like, dude, just I want to stretch out. Let me, you know, let me have this row. He's like, what? We're not even taking off yet. Like, just whatever. I'm like, just let me fucking stretch out. And then we start fucking slap fighting and like bickering at each other. And the fucking the um flight attendant he comes over and he's like hey guys you, fuck ca calm down calm down or you're gonna be off this plane and because like he said something he said something to the guy the, he went up front he's like okay that's it and he said something mickey said something off color whatever <laughs> and uh mickey knew right then and there the guy was going up to the pilot to like have us kicked off so mickey just fucking got up and walked right behind him and then out the fucking front door of the plane. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, okay, whatever, trying to go to sleep. And they come with officers onto the plane and handcuff me and take me off the plane, put me on the tarmac. Mickey waited for me like, like a good manager. That, that was Chicago? Yeah. Mickey's like, oh, fuck. You should have just come with me now. Mickey's like going to jail with me. <laughs> He could have gotten away clean, but oh. he, he waited for me because he knew uh, we're, I was in trouble. Right. So they put us on the tarmac. It's snowing outside. They put us in the paddy wagon, and they take us to the local jail. And they're, like, taking pictures of all of Mickey's tattoos and shit, asking if he's in a gang. Fucking, we know you're in a gang. Like, what's this mean? What's that mean? Like, and then they book us. We're in there for a few hours. Then they let us out at, like, fucking 2 a.m., and it's snowing outside, and we don't have our bags, uh. and we're just wearing fucking T-shirts outside of the fucking precinct. And somehow there was a fucking thrift store open across the street, and we go in and fucking get all our clothes and shit on. Mickey takes the deluxe card, and we go post up at a hotel, but it was fucking... It was pretty crazy. Damn. I can imagine some of the We were freezing tricks. our ass off, dude. It was fucking... It was Chicago in, like, the middle of winter... Oh, yeah. So, bad shit. You and Jake were in Europe or something, and you were flying home, and you were talking about putting a band together? Yeah, that was the, uh, I want to go to the blue thing. I want to go to the blue thing. That was the same trip. Yeah, where it did the, um, the face paint for Marseille. 
Uh huh. And that's where we started talking about doing a band in 2005 uh, on the hill of Marseille. The last time we ever went to Marseille, we kind of were clowning the whole contest because it just it just got lame. And we're like, this is the fucking end of Marseille. Like, it had a good run. We're fucking done with this shit. No more. And so how did the band start from... Well, believe it or not, he could play some guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, I didn't believe him. (laughs) But, so we got home and then we needed a drummer. So I hit up an old friend, Ashley. Uh Uh-huh. And she was going, she was uh, doing paramedic school. So she was back and forth between San Diego and Brookings, Oregon, San Jose. She was like going up and down the coast, like for schooling and shit. And so I caught her and she was down. And that's that. Do you, is it true? Because I think this is how I remember Jake telling me, you guys. We're in Europe talking about doing a band. You're on the plane flying home, and you cut up a Thrasher sticker and spelt bad shit, and that's how you kind of came up with the name, maybe? That's bullshit. Oh, okay. (laughs) Dude, I don't know where that fucking story came from, because we didn't name the band until we all got all three of us together. Oh, I thought that you guys went to Ashley and were like, we got the name, we we just need the drummer. No. Oh, okay. From what I remember Uh is we had an electric drum set, and we were living... uh, together well no we started the band just across the street here at the warehouse right double rock yeah me and ash were living at double rock in that office room and uh no shower no nothing (laughs) we just had our band equipment in the office and we were trying to figure out what we're gonna do we lived there for like two months and i was like she had to go work at Neiman Marcus and shit, and like I would shower her off in the back alley with a hose. Like I would stand on the flatbed truck and hose her down <laughs> in her bathing suit. <laughs> and that's how we were living for a while. And then, uh, you know, Jake would come over just across the street, and yeah. we'd jam and fucking i don't know the band ashley could elaborate more on the name but Mm -hmm. we were just throwing shit back and forth and then whatever it's going to be is some bad shit so then that was kind of stuck do you do you guys um have a first song that you made or are you not fuck you fuck you fuck you kill 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 that's the first one yeah You don't play that anymore, or you st- once in a while? Well, we can play that one. We haven't, though, in a long time. That was a Jake riff. Well, um, while we're talking about bad shit, we got to talk about the Niners. Yeah. Because they're about to go to the championship game that could take them to the Super Bowl. Right. Are you fired up on this? You're a football fan. You're a Niners fan. Oh, I did. Wa- I've been watching fucking... I've been glued to the set on the fucking weekends. Last weekend was on a Saturday, so yeah, I kind of threw everything off for me because I ended up just watching football all weekend. I wanted the Seahawks to fucking lose. We all did. Yes. So, sorry, Seattle, but they can fuck off. You guys get, might 
come up with a new verse for fucking uh well what's his name jimmy g to <laughs> no it's, it's fucking hopefully we can take it all away and it'll be fucking six fucking rings oh yeah we got a good chance because Baltimore lost. Kansas City looks good. I can't good. believe who fucking lost. Baltimore lost? Yeah. They got fucking cream. Yes, and the Saints lost. We just got to beat Green Bay at home. No, the, and then we go probably play Kansas City. The Tennessee. Te- the Texans fucking scored 14 points in like the first four minutes of that game. Yeah. Which was like, holy shit. But then they ended up losing, but it was kind of gnarly. Mm. All right, we're going to take a quick time out, get a public service announcement from Tim McKenney, and hear a word from a sponsor. We'll be right back. Public service announcement. A couple weeks ago, I was talking nothing but shit about vans, talking about how I'd never ride it and how I don't like the waffle, blah, blah. Ask Eric. He's looking at me like, that's all I've ever ridden, bro. I ended up going and buying a pair of half cabs, putting them on, and I swear for the rest of the time I skate, I will be rocking half cabs. Within 10 seconds, I was ripping in them. So I apologize for not knowing the power of vans. But mark my words, I will be buying half cabs for the rest of the time I skate. Next purchase is at Atlas, and it's those brown ones. Bet next week. What's the story behind the uh, Miami crime scene? Where did the? Where did oh that, my God! Yeah, I tried to tell this story. I think it was Tampa Pro. No, where were we? Yeah, we were at Tampa Pro. Me, Mickey, Ashley, Jake, and we all had the same flight, but we had to make a connection in Miami. We were all kind of fucking still on a bender from the weekend in Tampa, and we're waiting at the airport bar in Miami, and we're like, "Fuck this." Mickey, you got the credit card? And he's like, yup. He booked a hotel, and we just fucking split the airport, missed our connection. Got to some fucking fancy hotel at South Beach. I don't know. It gets gross. I don't want to tell him. Just in the morning, there was just, there was blood all over the room. Like, bloody handprints. Everything in the room was white. It was like a hipster, fancy hotel room. Everything was white. The headboard was white. The floor was white the walls were white somebody brought a girl home and there's just bloody handprints all over the fucking room there was a trail of blood leaning to the bathroom Uh. and blood all over the toilet seat with a fucking turd in the toilet (laughs) with a bloody tampon on top of it Uh. it was fucking gross and mickey and jake got into like a little fucking argument and Mickey or Jake, one of them threw one of their shoes onto the neighboring roof of the building and fucking they got into an argument and <laughs> like somebody threw someone's phone over the balcony. I don't know. And then we ended up at a strip club for like 36 hours straight and fucking it was just gross. Florida. We we had no more cash left, and me and Ashley were the last ones standing. We ended up having to stay at some fucking hostel that was disgusting that we didn't have enough money for, but they let us stay anyway. And we didn't have any money for the bus. We didn't have any money for a taxi. Right. We snuck onto the public bus to the airport, and fucking we get to the airport, and Jake shows up shirtless. It was just a nightmare. 
All right, let's go to a positive thing now. Let's talk <laughs> about Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah. One of your favorite cities or like Auckland, yeah. 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 Lee Ralph down there. Uh what's been what's like Aus- Australia and New Zealand always seems like it does you guys good. Like there's always something pretty epic coming out of those trips, almost hundred percent. Yeah. Um one of my f- not favorite, but Another just story about how taking public transit and learning that whole system fucking pays off. So uh, it was a Big Brother tour, and we were in two RVs, Big Brother Vans tour. We were in two RVs, and we were like an hour outside of Auckland. And fucking the one RV thought I was in the other one. The other RV thought I was in that one. So everyone, both RVs fucking leave town back to Auckland. And I was stuck in fucking some random town, like over an hour outside of Auckland. So I went to the fucking local coffee shop, asked, how the fuck do you get back to Auckland? They pointed me to the bus, fucking got on a bus, went straight to downtown Auckland proper transit mall. And I didn't know where the hotel was because we hadn't gone into Auckland yet. Mm Mm-hmm. So I fucking just start circling the transit mall and make bigger circles, bigger circles, bigger circles. And I fucking randomly, after like an hour of walking around, I run into Max Schaff. And I'm like, dude. And he's like, oh, what's up? You getting some food? I'm like, dude, I got ditched in that last town. I just took the fucking bus here and I've been circling around downtown for a fucking hour trying to figure this out. And he's like, oh, we're just staying right over there. Like, nobody knew I was gone or anything. Oh, fuck. But you just got to fucking keep your wits and fucking just do the smart thing. And you can't cry about it. This was, like, before cell phones were a big thing and shit, you know? You could right. just call, call someone up. And you're out in the middle, probably, like, New Zealand's kind of remote. Yeah. We were fucking out there. Yeah. You can't just fucking go to an internet cafe and fucking direct message somebody. Yeah. You're just you're fucking on your own. You just got to use your fucking brain. Fuck. That's actually pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. New Zealand's done us good. Everyone out there is super friendly. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. I'm trying to get back out there with Ashley and the family at some point. Cause I know she really wants to go and do more of a sightseeing. Yeah, sightseeing stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, even on a skate trip, it, you're it's really beautiful, and you don't even need to go sightseeing because like the drives from one place to another are pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, you can do both. Right. What sticks out to you when you think of like some of the scariest things or scariest moments you've had, like? skating looking at something or doing something or falling a certain way or whatever it may be you remember that one you did in lincoln city where you fucking flew down and went into the ball the, the five zero across the top of that bank yeah then you go into the yeah that, that was scary. pretty that was pretty stupid <laughs> i don't know what the hell i was thinking i don't know what i'm thinking half the time uh-huh. but uh you just get in the zone and you don't care you know sometimes not all the time. Yeah. Skating's a tricky son of a bitch. Like, you could be fucking dreaming, I want to do this, and just fucking, it's just replaying in your head how you're going to fucking do it, how it's going to feel, how how it's going to work. But then you get there, and it's just not th- that day for you, you know, sometimes. Right. Like, fuck. You know, uh, 
scary shit. South Africa. Oh yeah, the the the, the ob- fucking yeah. car wreck. Everyone can fucking be like, "Oh, you should have used the e brake. You should have put it in first. Da 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 da. You weren't fucking there. Yeah. You don't know how much fucking weight we were pulling in this fucking car. We we're over capacity <sighs> with gear, bodies, the van itself, the fucking brakes. Everyone can be like, "Oh, I could have." save the day but huh, yeah nobody in the fucking world could have saved the day like fucking don did so right everyone can think what they want but yeah that shit was scary uh i've been in uh brazil and had a fucking scary confrontation with some kids in an alley and a gun and shit oh and just for pissing in a fucking alley uh-huh. and not being disrespectful at all i was just like what dude Look at this fucking place. It's like a fucking <laughs> shithole. I'm pissing like where there's already like dog shit and yeah. garbage and everything. Big fucking deal. But uh, other scary shit. I don't know. Just fucking getting that phone call from Tony Vitello about Jake. That was my fucking nightmare of all fucking time. Yeah. Uh, I got the same one. And that was gnarly. Like, uh, basically, I think I talked to Trixie before Tony Vitello. Yeah. Like, I, somebody had sent me a text saying, like, is Jake okay? Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, shit. And I was like, I, this is, an, I get those texts all the time. Is Jake okay? Yeah, he's fine. He, yeah, what? Yeah. He's on 24. That's when you know it for a fact. Yeah. But uh, I hit up Trixie because I was just like, you should figure this out. Hit up Trixie, and Trixie just answered the phone, call Tony Vitello, and she sounded not good. And I was like, oh, he's dead. Like, I knew right there, kind of. And then I called Tony, and he answered the phone. Both phone calls were not even a hello. They were just like, yep. Yeah. And I was just like. There's no beating around the bush. Yeah, that was a fucking. How's that been for you guys with the band and everything? It's sick that you guys are still keeping it going and stuff, but it must be, I mean, I was looking at you and Trixie in Lincoln city. I'm, I'm assuming that was probably the, one of the first times you guys played after he passed. And that seemed super emotional. Like, yeah, it's it gotta was, be uh, hard to play these songs that you guys created together. And he, the elephant in the room, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a, uh, there's some people that don't believe the band exists anymore. It's not the same without the old man. Well, yeah, no shit. It's not going to stop us. Right. You know? Why Why stop sending these messages out of fucking great lyrics and, you know, w- he wouldn't want us to stop, you no, know? Absolutely and, and, not. And if every, anyone's going to, like, join the band, he fucking loved Waylon. Yeah, you know? for so sure. He He's in. We're going to keep going. That's so sick that way. That was a surprise to me. Like, you guys came out, and then all of a sudden, Waylon comes out with the bandana over his face. I was like, no fucking way is this happening. Yeah, that's his and look. He likes that Thrasher mask thing. But he's got the song. He's got the cuts and stuff. Yeah. Trixie's uh, like, we made the songs easy for Jake, so fucking Waylon can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's been listening to it since he's a fucking child. You yeah. Know? And, like, we started bad shit. Three years before he was born. So wow. he's been hearing it his whole life. Uh, I got photos of him with those huge headphones yeah. on. He was at uh, the first death match we went to. I yeah. just found photos of that. Sick. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's we're not going to stop. Are you going to create new stuff? 
Yeah, I'd like to because I need Waylon to like contribute. Uh-huh. He, he wants to, you know. He has ideas and he likes to play music. He's got a keyboard in his room. He, he takes piano lessons and stuff. We have the drum set set up in like our front room just out in the open. So he's been playing with that a little bit, like learning how to play like the beat and stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, he plays the bass now. I got him like a little short scale bass and yeah i want to make some new stuff also we can do like fucking jake we didn't even get to do like half of the shit the lyrics that he has written like songs you guys have a booklet or something we have a, a bunch book? of we have a bad shit file uh-huh. it was just like shit he songs he write on an envelope and then just fucking leave in our mailbox Sick. so we have a bunch of that kind of shit we can do also or like you know even extend some of the existing songs maybe with some different changes and shit what's uh one of Waylon's favorite songs to play he likes damn blood let's listen to damn blood off the new recording you guys just did yeah yeah right here boom Those new uh, songs came out fucking sick. What was the process on that? Like, Hammered is so... I love that version. Uh, no, we just... Uh, my buddy Jesse, he plays in a band called Trial by Combat, and he he knows... Uh, Mixing. He, well, he no, he knows people who do that. Oh. You, you know, recording. And he, so he linked us up with a recording studio that's close to our house up in, up in Santa Rosa. It's in Katati. It's called uh, Zone. And just fucking Jake came up and we did two recording sessions in two days. And we got it all mixed proper. And yeah, uh, like we could have done more. But dude, like, seriously, just after that shit, it's like, say goodbye. It sucked. It is crazy because we all knew Jake and his how twisted his brain worked and everything and like 
coincidence wise it just seemed weird that like he died so soon after he came in saying we finished what i was set out to do i know it's a fucking it does it's like coincidence but it's not but yeah. it, it, you want it to be and yeah. it's just confusing he never got to hold the disc in the sleeve like in his hand right he so i love that like a month or two ago i came in and just dropped one on his desk Sick. to leave for him. No, I was hyped on. I got mine with the shirt. Um, Jake loves skateboarding. Like we all know that, but the band was so important to him. Like especially in these latter years, like he talked maybe more about the band than he did skateboarding. At least at times, for sure. That's what I hear. You know, he loved it, and it was fucking. I don't know. I think it's really important. You guys are closer to him than anybody like it's it's a fact that he bickered with you guys as well as me and everyone else in his life because we were we all knew him so well but when it came down to who the real people in his life are i think we all know who those people are and sometimes in these times when people die one of my problems is like seeing all the gravitation but uh straight up like we're all i don't know everybody just needs to come together for this shit the shit that pisses me off was like what we were talking about earlier is just like everybody just wants to be the first to fucking like say it on fucking social media yeah i want to be the one to break the news and what does that make you feel good fuck off like yeah you didn't spend time enough to be that person to fucking like right release yeah bad fucking news yeah and then what you're gonna put out a book about like his feelings or something like you know (laughs) like i i just it's so funny to me because everything that i think about it and the way i it comes out is exactly i'm just hearing his voice yeah like oh you're gonna tell me like he used to always say that and it's like it echoes like a lot of this shit i'm so privileged to have spent fuck every day with him here at the plant yeah. and hear his fucking craziness but you guys put the miles on the road where he's like an actually a different person like when i travel with him i'll be like well there's a different jake well that's the jake that everyone knows and yeah. i talk with tony about it like everyone knows vacation jake like yeah. hype jake fucking breaking bottles jake yeah but there's a whole lot more right that people don't realize and just hearing him and his opinion on it all makes it that much stronger for me to be like no i kind of sound like a dick but this is just in tune with what it is because he was always telling me watch when i die all the fucking people that come out you know the parades they have i love the felper he's no like doubt. watch this and i'm like god damn it he was right he's looking down going see schmitty <laughs> yep yeah but fuck did you have like um like out of the u.s trips did you have the first one's got to be real special because it was the first one and you and ashley got married yeah um the skate rock trips. Yeah, that skate rock. But uh, which ones have... They've all been good in their own way, obviously, but was that first one kind of the one that set it off? To me, it was like... It also evolved into something else, like Grant wasn't there yet, and like we were doing it with Shed and some different people, but it was sick to be in Reno and Las Vegas within two days, and like yeah. the fucking bouncer getting knocked out and ready. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
No, that one, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, we All had of no us. idea. Yeah. There, there was no precedent to that. So it was kind of like everyone's trying to figure it out or, or just roll with whatever the hell, you know, was planned out. We got to go to these cities and, you know, we're all used to being on the road. So it's uh, it, it kind of just flowed as naturally as a skate trip could. Mm-hmm. But with this added fucking intensity of music and running across club owners and fucking bartenders and having to deal with people that aren't directly involved with skating you know it's like you're dealing with a fucking venue you're dealing with another band's equipment that you're borrowing or you know whatever so it it went as good as it could possibly have gone it's always the drums it's the hardest because it's like oh the pedal broke now what do we do yeah you know we have one symbol yeah no stand (laughs) yeah like (laughs) we left all that shit it's gone the funny thing is i was thinking about the trips that i've been on slash left the first trip on day one the uh we played in uh Re- no las vegas was yeah. the first night slash bailed he he took off i don't know why uh atlanta theotis beasley left his laptop on the airplane oh my god and man. he bailed the first day and rayborn the, the other tri- or was that the same trip that ben rayborn that was detroit yeah. first day Broke his glasses and smashed his face. Invert to fakey. Yeah, so we've seen some fucking carnage. And then I love Captain Booyah. That's forever. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> fucking <laughs> dead. Medford Skate Park. Dude, that dead. shit was gnarly. So, I think that clip is in that video like two or three different times. Yeah. Me and Preston have two angles of it, and then there's also a slow-mo probably. Oh, my God, dude. That was the hype. And then he, he made it after that. I don't remember the make. I, I just remember the did. slam because that's what I like to <laughs> watch the most. Yeah, the slam. Because uh, only because he was fine. Uh huh. You know, I right. don't like. I can't watch over and over somebody fucking snapping something, or I don't even want to watch it one time. You know? Yeah. It's like if I know they're fine, then it's you know you can have a laugh about it or whatever, or laugh with them about it. Right. But someone really gets broke off. I don't want to see that. I got Trixie's uh, side of the story. I want to hear yours on how you proposed. Uh, I came back from Australia. I was at the uh, Sydney airport, and I called her dad on a payphone, and I asked him if I could propose to her, and he said, yes. Oh, yes, that's great. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. So, so glad, Tony. Like, this is amazing. Da-da-da. And I flew home, and then... She got me from the airport. We had to go to the SPCA to look at Bronco and see if because she picked them out and was like, hey, come look at this dog and we'll put them on hold and then we're going to go to San Jose to go to the Van Halen concert. So we went to see the dog. I'm like, yep, he's fucking perfect. Like, put him on hold for a day. And then we went, drove to San Jose. It's funny because I just bought this DVD at the flea market. There was a fucking bewitched movie with will ferrell yeah that was on at the hotel we were staying at in san jose and i was like fucking nervous as shit and she's like why are you acting so weird (laughs) and like i don't know like whatever and uh we walked over to the venue 
And then we got a couple beers. We were on the floor, like 15 rows back or something. And I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I just had some shitty ring that I picked up, like in Australia, for just a temporary fucking little thing. Yeah. And I didn't know when I was going to do it. So fucking... You really got me, came on. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is this says it all. So then I got down on my knee. Or no, I whispered in her ear. I was like, you know, I love you. And like, I love you for a long time. Like, you're my best friend. And then I got on my knee and I... Could she hear you? Proposed yeah. to her. I had to go real close, yeah. like cut, cut my mouth and everything uh. in her ear. And then I proposed to her. She says, yes, and then she <laughs> forgot the whole the rest of the concert. <laughs> yeah. She, she doesn't even remember, like... She said you ruined the concert for her because yeah. all she could think about was the ring, and it, she didn't even pay attention to the Yeah, show. or just the, <laughs> just the fact that, you know, we're going to get married. Yeah, that's epic. So... As if that's the song. And then, and then we went back to the hotel, and I ordered every dessert on the menu, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm engaged. Tony Vitello's engaged. Sally Vitello's engaged. And uh, Jordy just got engaged. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So everybody's doing oh it. Oh, my God. Jordy did the scratcher. I thought that was pretty cool. I know. I saw that, man. That's pretty sick. i never seen that before. Yeah, me neither. I always like, I was telling them that we, they should make a book of all the best proposal ways because people joe brooke did the one where you take he took his girlfriend to the dark room and he's developing a picture and he pulls it out when it develops it says will you marry me nice. that one always was like whoa that's pretty that's good that's a good one what about arco what's up you got a good arco story i don't know i just when i lived right across the street from him it was always nice to know that he was just across the park right there yeah so, like, going to Petrero, what are you up to, you know, working, but I'll be there after work, and, like, you know, just meet up with him, either in front of my house or his house, and then just skate to the park, and, yeah, you know, just hang out, have some beers, talk some shit. He's got lots of stories, he's good at telling them. Yeah. He's funny. Delivering a present to him today, that fucking Aloha Airlines hat. Argo! Shout out. I miss having him, like, just right across the street. I did a, um podcast with him and i saw him like a few months later he's like did that ever come out i don't know how to use any of those gadgets thrasher.com fuck (laughs) that's news to me yeah how special was that fucking first pitch uh first pitch was great it was nerve-wracking that was one of the better times for me just getting to be a part like i got on the field got to film you i'm just like Holy shit, we are doing well. It. The fucking chick, she running the whole little operation there. She's like, okay, once you get to the rubber, just go. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. So I walked out there and like I just set set my foot and I wasn't even listening to what do you know? What's her name? The announcer, uh, Renell. She's great. Everything was just mute to me. Like I wasn't. You listening. were a little nervous. I wasn't listening to what she was saying. She's like explaining like the shoe that's coming out and vans and whenever you're ready and like i'd already released the ball (laughs) oh there he goes and uh right down the pipe though i know it was fun strike i I had been doing a little practicing but not really like i brought a baseball with me to south korea because we were on that uh shoe release tour like the wear test tours Uh uh-huh and uh 
I had a ball with me. So I, I wasn't throwing it so much, but I just was hold it and like just get used to it. Yeah. But it was fucking sick to be out on the field and like have yeah. like my family there and shit. Yeah. And, and we Jake had like everybody, three, the crew, the whole crew was there. We had the luxury sweet boxes with fucking food, everything. And Elijah, then, everybody's okay. And then before that, you know, we had the Arco fucking bus tour. Oh, right. Which was great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That was a good fucking time. Vans is always taking care of you real well. Yeah. Van, Vans, I hear how, you know, riders for other companies are compensated and it's nothing compared to like what Vans does for their riders. And they do cool. I don't know, like the thing they're doing with the girls, the whole girl movement, that, that thing's really cool that they're doing with Lizzie and Brianna and all them. And then like they're the ones that came to San Francisco and built and let the barge go into McCovey Cove. That was one of the best days of our lives. Like yeah. Omar <laughs> Showtime. <Dude. laughs> you know, like these yeah. are Vans events and and they've put shoes like you've had nine shoes? Something like a that. A lot. Like Yeah. So Seeing Van Doren like hands on at events and shit is yeah. the fucking sickest. Fuck yeah. Like down he's to barbecue fucking or whatever. Out th- yeah, he's out there boots on the ground, like fucking dealing with all the shit. Uh-huh. And it's not like you know, he could you know, easily just sit back and like let someone else do it, but he's like hands on fucking right there. Right. Like for for everyone to see and like stoke people out. Right. Yeah. Are you working on anything? Do you guys have is there an anti-hero video or a Vans video or anything, projects? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Nah. Um, dog shit? <laughs> I love this sweatshirt. The dog shit videos. I wear this out. sweatshirt to school and... People uh, get bummed. Well, I don't know if they do, but they don't say anything, but I'm always <laughs> like self-conscious. I like... I'm like, oh, shit, I'm wearing this one again. <laughs> Damn it. This is dog shit on it. I'm dropping off my kindergartner and fifth grader and like uh, oops sorry but the everyone's super friendly to school like i talk to the principal like every morning and she's super nice and everyone's cool there and uh what were you telling me about whalen he uh he's been on instagram doing some gaps and stairs and stuff he's really starting to shred around yeah he just learned his first heel flip yep first heel flip i missed it (laughs) and now he's mad because he can't do it again and I missed the first one. Uh-huh. It, no, he's skating good. He's He's got really, really good balance. But it's like the little things, like his foot's too far forward when he's ollieing, you know? Like you have to have your foot like a little farther back so you can really slide it up. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that. He won't take my direction at all, and it's frustrating for me because I'm like, just please try it a couple times like this. And why do you get so mad at me? I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, try it like this. (laughs) Just try it, please. (laughs) And uh, it's frustrating for both of us. But um, no, he flies around. He he jumps down stairs and can drop in on big shit. And that's how you want to be. You want to be all over everything yeah you know you don't want to just limit yourself right i just skate ledges i got my ledge skater manual pad (laughs) just that's it yeah low risk high fun yeah (laughs) i thought of one when i was going to pick you up imagine if you guys had the video component to come out with the cd that is uh the bad shit karaoke 
Oh my god! And it's it, you gotta have the uh, my feelings karaoke where you get to just ad lib like yeah. <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah, it just says on the <laughs> screen ad lib. Yeah, because how many recordings of that song are there? I only found one that's like that's the one I kind of listen to mostly. There's at least three or four. Uh, that's your feelings. The, I care. It's the best. Yeah. It's kind of funny how you talk to me. About the places that you've been and you want to go. You want to be a fucking rocket scientist? Hey man, you can't have flounder eye. I joined the Navy, but you know what? This song is about you, your feelings, your fucking feelings. How you live your life, I'm talking feelings. Your feelings. I fucking care. There was one where I ran out of tape when he was fucking going off. Like, it's usually a three-verse song. Uh-huh. But fucking, we only made two verses, and then the tape fucking cut out. Oh, and so like, it didn't fuck. record the rest it of it? It didn't record the third Dude. verse so there's one version that's just the two verses but then there's like we had uh your hot dogs touching my hamburger <laughs> uh, you can't put your meat where i'm gonna touch to cook my chicken probably gonna have a barbecue right well i'm vegan so you can't let your meat touch where i'm, I'm gonna cook my chicken right? yeah well i did all the early recordings just on the four track task cam tape recorder uh-huh and so our first album ever was uh well, there's OGBS, which is just four songs, and we did that with uh, electric drum set. And then there's oh. Get Tested. Right. Then Get Tested 2, Positive Results. And then Get Tested 3, Days to Live. <laughs> and then Get Tested 4, something. And then there's Busted Nuts and Broken Bones, Blasphericon. Some other, a bunch of fucking weird albums that we just did I, whatever shitty room we were playing in uh-huh. and recording on tape and i just would physically burn all the discs and just make like 50 copies and take on the road with us or whatever so you have it all digitally yes and there was some other shit on the ipod that's fucking like ten thousand years old that i had my buddy who did the the latest recordings yeah i had him suck all those off of the iPod and put them like onto a file. Oh, so sick. I have the because okay. they were only on that iPod. Oh, whoa, yeah, yeah, luggy. And then I saw at least some of it is on like uh, Spotify. Yeah, Ashley got the Spotify thing to work. You guys got an Instagram, right? Yeah, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Did you guys figure that one out yet? No, I got. No. We just don't have the password. <laughs> Yeah. There's a bad shit YouTube page, but uh, we can't figure out who created it. Yep. But then uh, it's also on like Apple Music or iTunes or whatever. Oh, okay. So we have the discs, which we got fucked on because this company that we got to make the discs is like an F rating with the Better Business Bureau, we found out. Uh. They fucking sent us 150 discs. Half of them are blank. 
they won't respond to us. They won't give us our money back. They overcharge for shipping, all this bullshit. So we're in the process of getting a new printmaker. Babylon Burning has been printing our shirts and shit. Mm, Sean. Yeah, Sean Johnson. Sean John. Yeah. Shout out. What are some of the your favorite spots you've gone boarding, like parks or spots around the world? Oh, fucking just Oregon and Oregon is great. Yeah. Uh, Burnside's my favorite fucking skate park of all time. Is it? Yeah. I was there when you did the gap. It's got everything. The hip is fucking epic. The big fucking, the splat wall is just fucking so fun. The pull out to it too. Uh, It's just got tight corners. It's got, it's it's fun. You skated the new stuff there? No, I haven't even skated it since that fucking new building went up. Yeah, same. I haven't been there since. If you go to Oregon, what are, besides Burnside, what are some must stops? In Portland? Or just up there somewhere. Like if you drive up there, do you have like a routine where there's like, you got to hit Ashland every time or whatever it is? Yeah, it just depends on the route you're going to take. The old Southern Oregon parks, you know, that was like one of the first rounds of like the new concrete parks that were going in up there. Yeah. But now they're fucking just <laughs> so ancient. <laughs> so fucked. <laughs> but they're fun to hit. You know, Ashland's fun. That's a fun little town. Yeah. Uh, I like Almsville. Almsville is sick. You got Methford. Oh, yeah. And Talent. Jacksonville, is that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, the cemetery. Uh, on the hillside? Yeah. That one's always been pretty Upson sick. Upson and Drobo had a good uh, video there. Upson back lip, the love seat. Yeah. And, uh, what else? And then there's the coastal parks too, like Port Orford, Florence, Brookings. Brookings. Yeah. Lincoln uh, City, obviously. Yeah. And then there's a bunch. Montana's got the shit going too. Idaho. like Yeah, I got to get back to Montana. I think there's way new stuff since I was. Well, there. I haven't even been to that new Idaho park yet. Oh. The Boise one under the bridge or whatever. Yeah. I haven't been there yet either. It's been a while since I've been to the Northwest. That's a good route. Go through Idaho up into Montana. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Anything, what else? Anything else we should fucking flap about? Uh, I'm just, we're trying to get this uh, Mexico trip going. Oh yeah. Uh, in March, mid-March. And, uh, with the band. Yeah, with bad bad shit. Um, this band called Cardiel, it's a husband and wife. It's just them two. Yeah. They're fucking sick. Uh-huh. And then there'll be some local bands at each get like each city and uh, i'm just trying to fucking gather the troops right now and get everyone psyched on it try and get some funding from vans they're talking to vans mexico they're getting the rooms and shit oh sick uh just trying to keep it going yeah you have to dude we fucking love mexico city places that place has done us good you wouldn't imagine it, it's even higher elevation than fucking like Denver. So really, you, you like you don't uh, even realize it. But if you don't fucking drink water and fucking, you get that elevation. You get like sick, nauseous. Yeah. Fuck. What was like the biggest show? Was the France one the biggest one with Dinosaur Junior? Biggest bad shit show ever. Yeah. Oh. You guys did one. I wasn't at, but it was in Europe. I think at like some festival. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I want to say it was um, 
when we opened up for Bad Brains at Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That was right before the skate rock where we went with two mags. Yeah. Uh, the goat. Right. It was you, the goat, and Bad Brains yeah. played at uh, Phoenix Am. Yeah. That was a sick venue. That was huge. It was, it was, in, like it a, was a big circle. Yeah. But uh, we're banned from there forever. Oh. They, they banned us. For what? Uh, no, because like I paid them to uh, record the set, and then they fucked us out of it somehow. And then I was emailing back and forth with some broad, and she's like, "You'll never fucking play Phoenix again. <laughs> you guys are banned for life." Oh man! Just over some fucking emailing and shit. Wow. But uh, that was a big one. The Dinosaur Junior one in Paris was good. That one was so sick. Uh, did, no, the fucking Phoenix one though. Sort of uh, Jimmy Moore ditched us in a parking lot, and like me, Ashley, and Jake. He like he's like, okay, here, wait here, I gotta go get something, and he never came back, and we were late for the fucking gig, so we had to call Lundry to come pick us up. It was just fucking nightmare. <laughs> we we got there and we were supposed to be on stage like five minutes ago, and we, he dropped us off out front. We had to run inside. And get right on the stage like as we're coming in. Dude, that was... And that was the fucking opening up for Bad Brains. So if we missed that one, we were fucking bumming. That was brutal. That was... Uh, it was like a circle stage, but then around the stage was seats. And I remember dudes were doing stage dives head first into seats. Bloody... Fa- like, Bad Brains was like maybe just coming back for the first time like people were really psyched for it yeah and uh fuck yeah that was a sick one but there's the, so, there's the, so dino- the dinosaur junior one in france the video that preston made that went around the whole re- like what was on there it was like well if, if 49ers fucking no look probably, it's uh, most of those videos are on the bad shit youtube channel the actual videos he made yeah Oh. Like the the edits, like fucking uh, onward to battle. It's all like fucking black and white World War Two fucking edits yeah. and cut up shit. And then he had like the Scott Peterson, maybe I don't know. He had the, some uh, the black black wind one. Yeah, where he's Jake in court. Just gave like him fucking, a list of shit. Like yeah, put all this this, in there. this 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 this. A lot of those are on that bad shit um, channel. That's what most of the videos are are from that Paris gig. Each song was lined up to the video. I'm going to, we're actually, um, we're like organizing Preston's computer. Oh um, my God, good luck with that. Yeah, it's so gnarly. His hard drive's names are Big Froth, <laughs> Frosty Brew. Yes. It's like, how do you find it? Oh, it's in Big Broth. It's like, what? This one's extra frothy, Smitty. Oh my god, dude! But uh, I'll I'll look for those because he has to have. He's the one that made them, so they have to be somewhere. Yeah. I bet if we do like bad shit, they might come up or something. Yeah. But dude, with the flames and everything, yep. I remember we went in for the sound check, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is next level." It was, dude. It was intense. It was fucking, you're just completely surrounded by fucking monitors in this huge fucking room, and it was a room within. The, bo- the room itself right it uh-huh. was like a big box within that museum yeah it, it was, was crazy it was psycho yeah and that was peabody got the cover so we'll never forget that one i just remember body's hands on the cover like this <laughs> like, it looks sick <laughs> yeah well shit dude thanks for taking the time out yeah. um what should we end it with uh uh let's do the 
if you if anyone out there has gotten our CDs or bought the CDs, we put a hidden track at, after the last song, like 56 seconds after that song ends. 56 for Jake. Did you get that, fuckers? Huh? Uh, then it's the Scott Peterson Experience song. Fuck yeah. So that'd be a good one. It's Jake fucking talking about Scott Peterson. Fertilizer salesman from the valley. This one's for baby Connor. Baby, I miss you. Fertilizer salesman from the valley. He's white, but he's no howly. Got a wife and a kid on the way. I killed them both and chucked them in the bay. Ha ha ha. I'm a player, bitch. Can't you see? No one here. No one but me. All my life, that's my scene. You don't know, cause you can't dream. Ha ha ha. another hag on the line. Hey baby, what's your sign? Hit knife in my cell. Online, you can't tell. Jake, obviously, uh, big love. Thanks for coming in and uh, tune in again next week. Spread the word. We're still going here. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.